We welcome you to Sunday morning. We've been in a series on the indomitable spirit of water walkers. Indomitable means not easily discouraged or defeated. Doesn't mean you don't get discouraged, but you're not easily discouraged. Can we say amen? This morning, I will speak on contending for more, the God of the breakthrough. I'm going to read from Isaiah, the 40th division. I'm going to begin in verse 26. Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things, says the Lord. Who brings out their host by number? He calls them all by name. By the greatness of his might and the strength of his power, not one is missing. So why? Look at your neighbor and say, why? So why do you say, O Jacob? Why do you speak, O Israel? This is to you and to me. My way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases their strength. Anybody like to have that promise this morning? And then this verse from Isaiah 30 and 18. And we're going to travel down in a minute to Luke 18 with my illustration. But we'll take a moment to get there. Isaiah 30 and 18. For the Lord God is a faithful God. Some call, some translations say a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for him. Father, we welcome your Holy Spirit in this room. Come, Holy Spirit, take the loaves and fishes, divide them. Feed my brothers and sisters. Speak into their ears what I do not even say. Come, Holy Spirit, let your will be accomplished in this room. And may we leave being, Lord, motivated to contend for more. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Now look at your neighbor and say, I'm so glad. I'm not under the law. For if I were, I'd have to stand the entire time she talks. Give Jesus praise for grace, right? Because in the Old Testament, they stood the entire time they preached. Just think about it. Pastor Hank and I, I'm being recorded now, but we went to a sermon one time, and after the third hour and 30 minutes, we left. Um, this is the only sermon we ever left. It was good, but it was in East Tennessee, and we thought, this has just got to go, and it was a teacher. But thank God. And Paul preached all night one time till a boy fell out the window. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, Pastor Rhonda is a lot shorter than that. Yeah, give God a hand clap of praise for that. This morning, I want to motivate you to contend for more. The God of the breakthrough wants you to contend for more. You could be one hallelujah, one investment, one more day of standing closer to your breakthrough. You see, today we reach what we can reach, but we need God to reach what we can't reach. And Isaiah 40, Israel, God begins to speak to them through the prophet Isaiah. Israel had been standing on the promises, claiming the promises, asking God to honor his promises. But they grew impatient. I know nobody in this room has ever grown impatient waiting on God, right? Absolutely not. They accused God of being less than just. But I want to say to you this morning, God is a God of justice. That is a declaration of his character and his ways. That's who he is. I want you to say, my God is a just God. It's the essence of his personality. And Isaiah comes to awaken Israel because they had Christ. The Bible said in another prophet, the Messiah is kicking in Israel's womb, meaning from Israel would come Jesus Christ, our personal Savior. Anybody thankful that Israel did not give up? Come on. And that Jesus came on the scene. And Isaiah is trying to awaken them. And this morning, the Spirit of the Lord through your servant, is trying to awaken you today. What are you saying in your life is a just claim that's being passed over by God? Meaning that thing is past relief. That is an impossible thing. That can't be fixed. Well, Isaiah begins to motivate Israel as I'm trying to motivate you this morning. And he tells this great nation that has Jesus in them, which you have Jesus in you. The Bible says you have Christ in you, the hope. Someone say the hope. The hope of glory. And we are to bring him to the world. So we need to contend for more. He said in Isaiah 9 to Israel, 
a child will be born, a son will be given to one of your women, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, and he will bring peace. God wants you to contend to bring peace to your neighborhood. Come on. In Isaiah 28 and 16, he said Jesus would be the chief cornerstone. We are to bring to those around us Jesus, the solid rock on which I stand. All other ground may be sinking sand, but Jesus is solid. Can I get an amen? In Isaiah 29 and 18, he said, The deaf will hear and the blind will see Israel. Keep contending because the Messiah is coming. And we are to contend till we see deaf ears to salvation open and real ears open. And the blind that cannot see our Jesus began to see. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Someone say hallelujah. He continued to motivate them with Isaiah 53. He will be wounded for your transgressions. He will be bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of your peace will be upon him. And by his stripes you will be healed. You see, God was present for our past. But he is faithfully in our present. He is always speaking to us about hope. And moving us into the future. It is never too late to begin again. If today is the first day of the rest of your life, make it the best day with Jesus Christ. Someone give him a shout of praise. Isaiah said in 43, 27, this is what the Lord says. I was the first one to tell you, look, help is on its way. Look at your neighbor and say, help is on its way. For you see, he holds creation together and he holds you together. And he holds the world together. And he is mighty to save. Someone say mighty. He is the God of the breakthrough, and he wants us to contend for more. So Isaiah said, this just claim that you think God has overlooked, and the Spirit of the Lord says to you and I, that just claim, that prodigal, you're waiting to come home, that grandbaby, that relative, that child, that business deal, that land closing, it's a just claim. You see, sometimes all that we want is a prop up. Just take a little, just ease my pain a little, sweet Jesus. But the power of the Most High God says, I want you to contend more than just a prop up. I don't want to just dull a little bit of pain. I want you to contend for a testimony that others look in your life and say, there is no way that happened except God himself did it. Come on, somebody. Give him a shout of praise. We are part of the covenant that a just claim is our legal right. That promise of peace that goes way past understanding. That promise of joy unspeakable and full of glory. That promise of salvation, that promise is ours. There is nothing this morning that is past relief. There is no sorrow that he cannot reach. There is no rejection. There is no failure. There is no scarred past. He is the Lord all by himself. And he says to us, come on, give him a praise. He says to us this morning, why do you say my just claim is passed over? Why do you say this is past relief? This can't be fixed. God can fix everyone else, but he can't fix me. I tell you the other night, um, paying me not picking on you, but I knew you'd appreciate this. And Pastor Connie, too, I was with my daddy, and he was a little disembobulated. He lives in Garden Plaza. At night, he gets a little disembobulated. And I came in, he was hardly talking. The room was so hot, I thought I was going to die. And when I turned on the air, I said, Dad, your air's not on. And we're sitting there, and he was kind of quiet. And I thought, I'm staying. I don't care. I leaned my hat, head back on the couch, and he was in his recliner there. And he was kind of dozing. And all of a sudden, I just started singing. You ever do that? How big is God? How big and wide is his vast domain? How many remember it? About three of you. <laughs> Us old-timers remember it. He's big enough to rule this mighty universe, yet small enough to live within my heart. By the time I got the second verse, my dad was, How big is God? How big and wide is his vast domain? I mean, the nurses, they all just came running. Like, if they're going to sing, we're going to be apart. 
We went from that to the next song to the next song. I had my head tip back because if you tilt your head back, you can get it from your diaphragm better. And I was just belting it, and Daddy was belting it. And then he started going to, I will not be denied. And I thought, Daddy, I don't know that. Well, he goes, sing it with me. So I just followed him. We started singing hymns. We went on for an hour, and I told my sister, that man who was disembobulated when I walked in was singing to Shake Garden Plaza when I left. That's what happens when we begin to say, God, I will praise you. I will lift my voice. I will worship you. And I will see what you can do. Somebody give him one more praise. So Isaiah starts kind of singing how big is God to Israel. He gets real poetic. And by the time he ends Isaiah 40, his words, I mean, he is just poetic justice. He prophesies. He says things astronomers don't even, didn't even know until years later. And by the time he gets to mounting up on wings of eagles, his words just keep soaring because he's trying to awaken Israel. That's what Holy Spirit is doing for you and I this morning. He starts by saying, this God is so great. How big is he? He can feed his flock like a shepherd and gather his lambs in his arm and carry them gently. I'm going to tell you, if you're a new Christian or young in the Lord, I want to tell you the Lord is tenderly holding you up. That's why all of us old timers keep around you all the time. You do okay you doing okay because the Lord is saying to us guard the new Christians the tender ones that have just came in and this shepherd that's so gentle Isaiah begins to walk out of that grassy knoll with a shepherd and he says this God measures the waters in his hand and he doesn't lose a drop have you ever tried not to let a drop come out of your hand he doesn't lose a drop someone say not a drop he measures the dust in his own measuring cup. All the dust of the earth. I'm going to tell you something. You ever go to the beach? You're going to deal with sand the rest of your life. Come on, somebody. I mean, sand in your shoes, sand in your purse. You're like, how did that sand come home with me? Because it's tiny and it's irritating. But God measures the sands of the seashore in a measure. And he does not lose a speck, Isaiah says. It says, Isaiah goes on to say, God weighs the mountain in balance. All the mountains of the earth. So I asked Siri this morning, how many mountains exist on planet earth? One million and one eighty-seven thousand. She said at this very moment, my God and your God holds all those mountains in balance because he alone is God. The God of the breakthrough wants you to contend for more. You see, each grant of sin, no one, Isaiah goes on to say, is his advisor. No one can teach him. For of him and to him are all things, Paul said, all the mystery and the depth of the riches of Christ. You see, he went on to prophesy what astronomers, get this, too much studying going on here, but he began to discover what astronomers wouldn't discover for thousands of years. He said the Messiah that's coming is going to sit in the circle of the earth. That's before they knew the earth was even round, but the Spirit of the Lord knew it because He was there when God stepped out on nothing and created something out of nothing. And that's your God. That's the God of the breakthrough. Somebody give Him a shout of praise. He wants you to contend for more. He is the one who made the heaven and the earth, the sea and all that is in it. And He is the one who keeps every promise forever. Someone say every promise that psalmist goes on to say he frees the prisoners. He opened the eyes of the blind. He is the one who gives life. He lifts up the burden of those that are bent beneath the load. And he will be king forever. So what Isaiah is saying to Israel and what the Spirit of the Lord through this word this morning is saying to you. There is no reason not to trust him. There is no reason not to trust him. He is able to bear people because he never faints. He never gives weary. He never has to take a nap. He never has to take a day off. He is God all by him. If you're listening by podcast, I just blew the mic out, but it's all good. <laughs> Never done that before here, but I've done it at other churches. <laughs> never grows weary. You never have to search for his understanding. 
never. He is the life of our life and he is the strength of our strength. We have no reason not to trust him. He counts the days till the mountain goat is born. Read Job 38, 36, 37. He counts the day until the wild horse goes running. And he says, can you train my horse? But when I whistle, that horse comes running to its creator. I know the days that the little, the little hobby hobby animals, I can't think what you call them, but the little dirt badgers and all them, he counts the days till they get birth. He makes sure the wild donkey gets fed in the middle of the desert. He makes sure even the possum has something to eat at 410 Ash Drive. Moving along, if you missed that story. He makes sure that every animal is fed. He is God all by himself. He doesn't have a teacher. He doesn't have a counselor. He doesn't have to have an advocate. He doesn't have to have a committee. He's in a class all by himself. He's not first class. He's not economy. He's in a class all by himself. Somebody give God a shout of praise. I wonder what you would say this morning is that just claim that's being passed over. That you feel like that dream is too big maybe for your life. It's past relief. Jeremiah said, Ah, Lord God, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power. Nothing is too difficult for thee. In Luke 18, I'll slow it down just a bit for a little bit, and I'll come back later with a shout. In Luke 18, Jesus packs a powerful punch in a parable. There's an interesting verse about Jesus that John says in John 21, 25. If all the things John walked with Jesus were written down that Jesus said and did. He said, I suppose, this is his words, the whole world would not have room for the books to be held. If the whole earth was a library, it could not contain the books of what Jesus said. And in this parable, the reason his words mean so much to us, because a lot of things I just read didn't make it into the Bible. So when something makes it into the Bible, take heed. Because there's many other things he did and said that did not make it. But take heed to hear what God says. In Luke 18, it says, Then Jesus spoke a parable to them that men ought to all pray, always pray, and not lose heart, saying, There was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God, and he did not fear man. This judge didn't fear God and he didn't fear man. He didn't even take bribes. But if he did, you would have to pay so much because he was not a just man. He was not a fair man, but he was an evil judge. And one day there was a widow in that city. And she came saying that. Give the widow a hand. She came saying, they're going to stay up here for a little bit. Grant me justice from my adversary. Let me go ahead and finish it. And he would not for a while, the judge. But afterward, he said within himself, though I do not fear God, and I do not fear man, but this woman, she is on my last nerve. I mean, she keeps coming after me. She keeps asking me for justice. Just about the time I think she's buried that need. Come on, somebody. Just about that time I, she stopped asking for that. She comes again. If he went to Walmart, she found him there. If he went to dinner, she found him there. If he went shopping for clothes at Goodwill, she found him there. And she said, grant me justice. But what he said is, I don't fear man. I don't fear God. But I'm telling you, is what he says, this widow, she troubles me. I'm going to avenge her lest she keeps coming to the end of my life. And when I die, she's still coming. Oh, that'll preach. That's how God wants you to contend for the dreams that are bigger than you. That's how God wants you to contend for the prayers you need to pray for the justice for other people around you. That's the kind of contending. Then the Lord said, Jesus said, hear what the unjust judge said. We just heard that. Shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? Meaning it delays. 
I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Someone say speedily. speedily. Say you're speedily. It's not God speedily. But when he comes to act, he's fast. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, when he comes to answer that prayer, that dream, will he find faith? Will he find you believing? You see, the judge knew that this woman had no quit in her. What does the judge know about you and I today? The God of justice, Abba Father. In her continual coming, he said, she wear me out. But I want to tell you something. This parable opened up about us being led to contend this morning. I'm going to come back to Isaiah in a moment. He spoke this parable that men ought to always pray and not lose heart. I'm going to tell you something. The enemy wants you to lose heart. He wants you to stop believing for health, for blessings, for your children, for your grandchildren. He wants you to conclude that you don't have what it takes, that other people do. I remember sitting one time with an addict at Hope House and a wonderful woman that I love dearly. And she said, I think I'm the exemption to the rule that I can be free. Well, you know, you don't say stuff. You know that, Amanda, to me because I'm going to stand up and talk back. And I called her by name because I adored her. And I said, that is impossible. God is a God of justice, which the Bible says means he's impartial. The enemy wants you to be discouraged, to give up. That delayed answers mean you've been denied. But God says, hold on, don't lose heart. Keep believing. Somebody give him a shout of praise. We know the proverb said that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Not only in the flesh, but the enemy comes with demonic fuel to challenge the fire in you. He'll try to distract you from contending for God's best in your life. He'll try to tempt you. Every one of us. I've been distracted. You have too. I've been tempted. You have too. He'll come to discourage you. We've all been discouraged to get you to lose heart. You don't got what it takes. Give up. Relent. Stop contending. Stop moving forward. You see, there's a voice in these last days, a mocking spirit from hell. Make no mistake that comes to make you think God will not respond to you. Peter said in 2 Peter, in the third chapter, in the fourth verse, they will come in the last days saying, where is the promise of the coming? And people are saying that now. Since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue since the beginning of creation. Other words, there's a mocking voice that not only says Christ is not coming back. Well, that voice has just started rampant among different areas of TikTok probably. But anyway, let's move on. But that mocking voice comes and says, nothing has changed in your life. God's not going to answer you. God's not going to do the work. It's not going to happen. There isn't a praying saint who's clinging to God's promises who has not, myself included, heard the taunting, sneering voice of the enemy that says it will never change, it will never happen. But how can we say that our just claim is passed over by God, a God who is all-powerful and all-merciful? Give him a shout of praise. She harassed him to action. She, he realized she was going to keep on coming. He didn't fear man. He didn't fear God. We don't know what injustice she faced. All we know is that she didn't have a bribe. Listen to me. She didn't even have an advocate. She didn't have anyone to help her. But she did have a cry. And she cried out. When you feel like sometimes in my life I would think, even though I knew people praying for me, Holy Spirit, I don't know that anyone's praying for me. I don't think anybody's praying for me. I don't know why these thoughts would come to me. I had parents praying, grandparents. It's just a thing when you get down about a situation. And Lord Jesus would say, you know what, girl? There are people praying for you, but I'm going to tell you something. You don't need anybody but me and the Holy Spirit to pray to the Father as long as you keep bringing your prayer because you've got to cry. And Psalms 57 says, I will cry out to the Most High God who completes His purposes for me. She didn't engage. She said, my adversary. But she's not trying to find the adversary. I'm going to tell you something. You can try to talk anger out of its power over you. You can try to talk to fear. You can keep going to your adversary of worry. 
I wish you'd leave me alone. That's like trying to talk Hannibal. I know what you did last summer with last spring coming in. You know those horror movies and they're always trying to talk Jason out of killing him. I don't watch these things. You tell me about it. Always trying to talk them out of killing him. I'm going to tell you something. You and I don't need to be paying any mind to the adversary. Pastor Hank used to laugh, Mama Joyce, about early prayer meetings as dad church. Some saint would stamp up and she'd say, the devil's been after me all day long. Praise his holy name. And that's kind of how we do. We don't need to go combat with the enemy. In fact, just ignore him. Take it to the king. Take it to the God of the universe. Take it to the judge. Take it to the one who holds all power. Somebody give him a shout of praise in this house. You see, I may not match my enemy's strength, but he's no match for the God that I serve. That widow cried out to God and we must cry out to God and she came to an unjust judge but we come to one who is merciful who tenderly leads sheep in his arm. We come to one who bends down Psalms 18 to listen to what we have to say. We're not coming to an unjust judge. We're coming to a loving God who's not only loving but he's powerful. If he was just one or the other we might get confused but he is powerful and he is loving and he says in Proverbs 15:8, the prayer of the upright is my delight we don't irritate him when he sees you coming down to get prayer someone says she's gone up there for 7,422 times well you need a life if you're counting that but go ahead and there she goes and God said here she comes here she comes here he comes they're believing me for it here they go they're writing their declaration they're up in the morning praying for that prodigal here they come heaven here they come and the moment's going to come when the breakthrough's going to happen we are children of the most high God adopted through the blood of Jesus Christ hallelujah Jesus said all authority on heaven earth has been given to me come and ask me she came to an unjust judge but we come to a God who is faithful who is consistent he always does what is right he is always true to his word he is always self-consistent it may be delayed but it is not denied but the enemy wants you to think it is denied if an unjust judge will grant justice is what Jesus is saying to you this morning these are his words to an unrelenting widow shall not your righteous God avenge his chosen and his holy ones who cry out to him day and night flesh will lie to you the adversary will lie to you but you say the words of Psalms 37 I commit everything I do to the Lord I will be still and wait for him and the justice of my cause he will make rise like the noonday sun give him a shout of praise in this house come on give him a shout of praise and finally so these good people can take their seat he granted her justice and it was done give them a hand hallelujah Josh, if you'll come help me. I'm not near done, but if you'll come and start getting ready and I can travel through the rest of this. You see, in waiting on him and coming before him, there's a common denominator. I keep coming to the God of the universe, and I keep coming to the God of the universe, and as I do, I'm coming closer to him. Oh, we go to people, we go to things, we do all of these things, but God says, come to me. The enemy wants you to be offended. He wants you to stop coming to the Lord, contending for more. But God says to you this morning, keep believing, keep showing up, keep praying. Contend until you see the situation change. Can someone say amen? That he will avenge, that he will do. You see, contend means to struggle for something. Someone look at your neighbor and say, to struggle to obtain something. It means against all odds. I grew up watching wrestling, Indian and Cowboys, and horse racing. Because it only had three channels. I didn't bet, don't worry. I was raised by church, God preacher, but I love to watch the, uh, and I'm not against you if you do, I just, my parents wouldn't let me. <laughs> Basic, that's the bottom line about most everything in my childhood. They didn't let me, so I didn't do it. And then I grew not to do it, come on. How to preach. This last Kentucky Derby, I happened to be organizing some files, and I was sitting at my dining room table, and it came up. I always watch it, Pastor David, but I forgot to watch it. And they're telling the, the horses are coming out, and I'm working. It's only like two minutes. So I thought, I got two minutes. got to preach some more, but I'm watching this. God was just setting me up. 
because those horses started running and they're the epic center and all the names they were doing just what everybody thought they were doing and then like the third horse started moving up and then the last furlough the last lap the announcer you look it up I wanted to play it this morning I didn't have time to send it to Austin it's all good but you got to hear the announcer go crazy oh my word rich strike and all of a sudden this jockey just sees an opening and he comes up this rich strike wasn't even in the race till Friday morning somebody dropped out he went in the odds were 80 to 1 I wished I had bet on him that's all I'm saying and you hear that announcer I mean they're just screaming and the jockey just keeps going and the horse just keeps going and he just when he was done he the horse was so full of himself he kept trying to bite his little side pony because they have a little side pony he was I said he's just he's just energized you know after you get a victory you're like let me slap you you know (laughs) and I think that's God's breakthrough power when I see that old rich strike just coming through I mean the jockey just I don't know like you know they're all a little bit from another country and he's just and the the owner the trainer that you can see him in the stands if you watch the right video from NBC News they both just collapsed I mean they just fell down people were picking them up nobody could have believed it that's the God of the breakthrough when nobody thinks it can happen when people think the odds are against you all of a sudden the breath of the almighty God begins to breathe and brings you to a victory that's the God of the breakthrough give him a praise and I'll finish preaching come on hallelujah 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 Woo! I'm gonna tell you something when I think about people contending I think about Hank Davis cocaine addict got saved contended for me for three years I could tell you so many stories right here so many stories and some sad ones too I, I found a file this week and just wept reading letters he wrote me. We were divorced and I wept when he was with me, but I wept even more knowing we had 30 something years together, but just his tenacity and his determination. Of course, he did get in the flesh a few times and say, you're going to go to hell if you don't come back to me. But (laughs) then he got redeemed and uh, just so many precious memories. (laughs) But uh, he contended for me my daddy had something the psalmist say I'm tying this in to Pastor Hank the psalmist said in Psalms 141 this is when we sing let incense arise it says let my prayer be set before you as incense my daddy had a habit this is a uh, Pammy you'll love this too this is from the old 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 North Cleveland altar my daddy asked for part of it before they tore it down when I was like 10 years old my daddy had this in his home and my siblings gave it to me I'm unworthy to own this but nevertheless I own it my daddy would put letters on that altar we were trying to sell a house or something we all knew it was sealed you know you go by and kind of look at it thinking I want to I want to see what daddy wrote but we never we never got to see it till the promise came through well my daddy was saying I'm gonna just set this prayer out here and while I go through my day I'm gonna believe pastor Hank continued to contend he got called to be an evangelist he kept working he kept believing he kept doing that what we do when we lay our our prayers before the Lord as Pastor Hank did we say Lord as I go through my busy day as I'm I'm working and doing this I just want you know this morning that prayer committed to you I don't have to every seven seconds tell you about it Lord this morning sometimes I'll say Lord I just want to leave because sometimes I want to pick it back up are you with me and I say, Lord, I know I prayed about that this morning. Lord, I put it, I put it in your hands. You see, the Bible is full of uh, people that waited, water walkers that waited, water walkers that waited for the breakthrough. We live in an instant culture, instant coffee, instant potatoes. If that wasn't fast enough, we got air fryers, convection. I mean, next I know what you're going to do. The Jetsons are going to come in and cook our food. I don't know what's going to happen. Click, 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 instant answers, instant breakthrough. God is not Amazon Prime. Can I get an amen? He does not promise to say, God, just microwave my miracles. Zick, zick, pop, 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 done. Lord, just do it real quickly. We've lost our ability to know how to wait. We've lost it. It's like in an airplane. I've seen people go nuts spending the night in an airplane. I know you have two, Pam. I mean, go nuts. I mean, like fight each other to the death, you think, until they bring in the police. People have abandoned their cars on interstate traffic. I'm never going to abandon my car in the middle of waiting. Abandon is the opposite of contention, of contending. The enemy wants you to abandon your destiny, abandon that promise, abandon that miracle. He wants you to get out of the vehicle that he's put you in. And after 25 hours on the floor, 
of an airport, you say, I can't take it anymore. We forgot that waiting means to continue to do the will of God while I wait. To continue to do it. Oh, what you doing, Pastor Rhonda? Uh, what you doing, sweet little mother of twins? Um, waiting on the Lord. No, you're not. You're cleaning your house. Oh, I am waiting on the Lord. I don't know what you're doing. But while I'm washing clothes and changing diapers, I'm waiting on the Lord. What are you doing, man of God? Oh, I'm, uh, you're fixing tools. No, I'm waiting on the Lord. You're not fixing things. You're not fixing air, Decker. You're, I mean, you're not waiting on the Lord. You're fixing air. Oh, yeah. While I do what I've been called to do while I run this company, while I do what God has called me to do, my petitions are before Him. I am waiting. I am expecting. But I'm going to occupy till He comes. I'm going to keep doing what He said to do. I'm not going to let it be derailed in God's purposes. I'm not going to be fear because of lack of knowledge. I'm not going to forget His works and get leanness into my soul. Somebody praise Him. I'm not done preaching, but praise him right where you sit hallelujah hallelujah because while you wait you serve I waitress for years and would do it again in a heartbeat because really that's ministry it just trained me better than Lee ever did being a waitress for so many years but serve while I wait I serve how can I serve you King Jesus what can I do in this world today for you but I thought you were waiting for this and waiting for that. Oh, I am. But I'm not going to be one to abandon everything that belongs to me. Waiting is continuing. I can say with the Apostle Paul, for I know in whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed to him until that day. Therefore, we wait because he is gracious to us. Someone say, God is gracious. You see, she didn't have an advocate. So Pastor Hank contended. I have another contending story, but I need to move toward the end. He contended. And today, thank you, Holy Spirit, this church and this property exist because he contended for me. I have two daughters because he contended for me for three years. This place. Oh, it doesn't mean God when I had a church called Church of the Four Doors down the street or whatever. But it wouldn't have been Church of the Harvest. Spirit of the Lord really challenged me with this. Because I'm daily asking him as the lead pastor over our pastoral team underneath our board of regents. I'm always asking him, what do I need to be contending for? And when I thought about that yesterday, I thought, I'm going to do an envelope for a new building and put it on this altar sealed. And don't you go open it during prayer time, my people. But I'm going to contend for even greater because he taught me how to contend. When everyone said, give up on her. When only Marcus Lamb and his grandmother had any hope, he kept contending and contending. And then people contended with me to get me healed and get me whole and get me back on my feet. Forever, this church and you are a result of his contending. So may I propose to you today, every man and woman in this room, still not done, who is behind you that you need to contend for what's going to happen in your life? Who is waiting? to be a benefactor, a recipient of you contending for God's destiny in your life who is waiting in the wings what is waiting in the wings you can't give up, it's never too late contend, take your stand in the Lord and contend for the greatness of our God give him praise, hallelujah she didn't have an advocate but we do, we have Jesus Christ Who's ever interceding before the Father. So many scriptures I could share with that about you. We don't have time. You look it up for yourself. Romans 8, Colossians 2. He not only is our advocate. And in heaven with all the glorious things going on. I mean, uh, Michael Cook, there's people worshiping. There's cherubims shouting. There's lightning and thunder. I mean, there's colors and rainbows and hallelujah and, and glory. And people are in universities that read about heaven. It's no like, you're not going to go play a heart forever. That's not the way it's going to look. But all that glory going on, wonder beyond wonder, anything you've ever loved exists in heaven that's good and pure. And while all that's going on and Jesus is the center of everything of that, he is not distracted today. But the Bible says he ever lives at the right hand of God Almighty to make intercession for you. You are not a widow coming to an evil judge. You come to Jesus Christ who says to God, God, I see Jennifer today. I know that she failed today, made a mistake. But I come to you in my name and by my blood. Jennifer confesses me as Lord and she's asked for forgiveness. So I claim her 
not guilty today. I am the advocate. You see, and even with Jesus interceding for you, you have the Holy Spirit who goes before the throne. Romans 8 says, likewise, the Spirit makes uh, makes intercession for our weaknesses. He searches the mind of God, one scholar said, and he searches our mind and he speaks to God and he groans before the throne room. We don't understand it all, but long before you woke up this morning, Psalms 32 and 7 says, he has compassed you about with songs of deliverance. Long before you woke up and long before you go to bed tonight, the Holy Spirit will continue to circle you with songs of deliverance. And when you tag team with him, the supernatural breakthrough can come about. Somebody give Jesus praise and I promise I'm almost done. Hallelujah! Holy Spirit is contending. How I love the Holy Spirit. How I love Him. My parents introduced me to the third person of the Trinity when I was about four. He means the world to me. He's not a gift. He's not a fruit. He is a person. And he whispers in the midnight hour, you will get through this. He's the one that says, I am with you. I am for you. I'm interceding for you. Jesus is at the right hand of Abba. And I, the Spirit of the Lord, you don't have to understand it all. You don't understand electricity, but it doesn't stop you from turning on the light. He does. He intercedes for you. And he says, you're going to make it. I love his ways and I honor him. He's my senior partner, my everything. He gave us life and he will one day take us home. When my beloved husband went to heaven, it was the Spirit of God who pulled him out because he's the one that gave him life. He is for you. He is not against you. Jesus is interceding for you. He's praying that your faith will not fail. When you're so down on yourself and you feel so bad about your things. Oh, so many times. Y'all don't like to hear this, but I've told it for 32 years. But I told God even for this sermon, I'm sorry you have to deal with me. I'm sorry I'm the one that's stepping up this morning. Because I feel a little half a potato short. Anybody with me? And he always assures me, lift up your little loaves. I will breathe upon them and heaven will feed them. It's the same thing with your words of encouragement. It's the same thing with your acts of kindness. It's the same thing with what you've been called to do in your community. God says, there's no one better I would have chosen but you. You are the one, he says to each person in this room. So contend for more. Give him one more praise. Here we go. So the wait is my closing. Give me a couple of minutes. The wait does not mean that God's not going to answer. Delay does not mean denial. God's wanting you to contend for more than you were initially asking for. Hannah and the Old Testament wanted just a baby. Oh, Paniah, her adversary, was making her life a living hell. She just wanted a boy. But you know, Ephesians 3 and 20 says, To the God who's able to do immeasurably more than we can ask, think, or hope. You see, Ephesians 3.20 is a blank you can't fill in. God keeps telling me that about the future. You can't fill it in, Rhonda. You keep trying to fill it in. What's this going to be? What's that going to be? God said, more is a blank only I can fill in. So God said, Hannah, you want a child, but I want a prophet. I want someone who will change Israel's destiny, and his name will be Samuel, because you contended for more. Rachel just wanted a son because... Her husband's other wife, Old Testament, don't go there. The other wife was having babies like crazy, and she just wanted a child. And God said, you want a child, but I want a man who will save Israel. I want a man named Joseph who will suffer and be a type of the risen Christ. Zechariah and Elizabeth in their older years did not have a baby. All they wanted was a son. But God said, no, just son will do. I'm going to give you a child when you're really old. I'm going to give you such a miracle because this this one is John the Baptist. He's the great forerunner of the Messiah. And he will appear in the desert yelling, prepare the way of the Lord. He will baptize the Son of Almighty God. You just wanted a baby, but I want a miracle. Come on, somebody.
to Jacob who just wanted a birthright. God said, you've contended for a birthright, but I want to give you more. So I'll wrestle you at Peniel. I'll wrestle you until you see that I can change your name to Daniel who just wanted to not be killed by the lions and pray. God said, oh, that's not what I'm going for. I want to bring Darius of Babylon to his knees. I want to bring this kingdom to its knees. So I'm going to show up. You contended for something small, but I'm going to contend for the saving of a nation. Somebody give God a shout of praise. Gideon, to every Gideon that's isolating yourself. Gideon was isolated in a cave, the janitor of his own cave and contending just to be alive and God said no Gideon you're coming out of your isolation the spirit of the Lord says to someone this morning you're coming out of your isolation it's time to take your place but God said to Gideon no you're not just going to be the janitor of a cave and isolate you're coming out and you're running into the Midianites and you're going to scream for the sword of the Lord and the sword of the Gideon and I will bring your enemies to nothing what are you supposed to bring to annihilate God's enemies somebody give him a shout hallelujah Paul and Silas in this midnight hour contending just praising God he is good he is good we're going to address them in a few weeks he is good they were just like our praise is going forth all I did was praise all I did was worship and God says, oh, no, 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 no. You're not just praising and worshiping and doing all this. Your praise is going to bring the power. I'm going to contend for more. And I'm going to bring an earthquake and shake this prison. And I'm going to save the jailer and his entire family. And they will know that I, Jesus, is Lord. I wonder in your place of restriction what God wants to shake around you. Somebody give him praise. Just a couple of more, we're almost done. Moses, I just want to deliver one person, God, and he killed him. And he went away for 40 years. God said, no, Moses. There's no just save one person. It's, well, we'll just, just let Pharaoh let us go. No, 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 no. Pharaoh's not just going to let you go. That's just too easy for me, says the Lord. I'm the God of the breakthrough. I don't like stuff like that. I don't like easy peasy. I like really hard and difficult and unbelievable uh, transpiring, you know, that people say there's no way this can turn around. That's what I'm going for. And so what God did, he said, no. It's not just go out and worship. This is going to be the greatest deliverance in history. And I'm going to pull Israel out so strong through plagues that the Bible says when they came out a million plus, not one feeble was among them. And they came out wearing the jewels and owning the gold of the Egyptians. God just doesn't want to bring you out. God wants to bring you out with favor. God wants to bring you out with power. God wants to redeem you from every sin when God rises up his enemy scatters somebody give him a shout of praise so let me say this in closing and I'm going to pray for you when God rises up there used to be a sign when the stage was over there Pastor Tim would remember it, Barbara, Michael and others let God arise and his enemies be scattered that was the theme when God rises up his enemies scatter and everything changes I want to tell you this morning, the God of the breakthrough is asking you to contend. In closing, I say to you today, he's saying he's been waiting a long time to act. But when he rises to action, no one can stop him. Zechariah said in Zechariah 2 and 13, Be silent, all flesh, because the Lord, the Holy One, is aroused from his holy habitation. You see, when God gets ready, that breakthrough, coming back to Rich Strike, that Kentucky Derby winner, you see your breakthrough, you're coming through, and the Spirit of the Lord says, you know what, I've held my peace a long time, Isaiah 42. I've been still and I've restrained myself, but now I will cry out like a woman in labor. I will pant and gasp, and I will lay waste the mountains and the hills and I will make darkness before them I will bring you into a large place and I will deliver you when that breakthrough comes God says I'm breaking through through your past if you can imagine horses up here I'd have had some of you running with me I've done that before but I thought to give you a break I'm going to break through the past 
I'm going to break through your enemies. I'm going to break through your circumstances. I'm going to break through every situation and every enemy. When it's time for that breakthrough, that answer to what you've been contending for, I don't care who votes on whether you get it or not. I, the Lord, will make it happen in my time. I, the Lord, will save when it's my time. I, the Lord, will heal. I will answer your repressed. And when I do, you will break forth, little breaking forth through everything you'll run and the Holy Ghost announcer will say, I know you can't believe it, but here he comes, here she comes with a miracle in her hand. She, he is breaking forth because he is the God of the breakthrough. Somebody stand up and give him a shout of praise. I'm done preaching. Come on, give him a shout of praise in this house. Come on, give him a shout of praise in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God of the breakthrough. Is everyone is standing? God of the breakthrough. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Willing to contend, Lord. Willing to contend, Lord, for miracles in our lives. For prodigal children and grandchildren. For jobs, for businesses, Lord. We're willing to contend like that widow and say, Lord, grant us justice. God, maybe we say it in the morning. We go clean our house. We go take care of our babies. We, we go work at our jobs. But our prayers rise like incense before you, Lord. I feel you speaking to us today that we need to be contending, Lord. And not let the enemy make us grow weary in heart. You are great, Father God. And you do great wonders. You are miraculous. And Isaiah, Isaiah spoke to Israel to wake them up. And you're speaking to us today. A God who does not even lose one piece of sand can be trusted with what we need. Father, in the name of Jesus, for every situation in this room, just reach over and take a hand of somebody, if you will, right now and pray over them. Father, in the name of Jesus, for every situation in this room today, for everything going on, Lord God, we speak your peace and your power. As the praise and worship team comes and let's just sing, we wait on you. Come on, just keep praying for that hand. Just keep praying for that hand, that little thing that you did in the middle. Come on, just keep praying for that hand. Father, for whatever this hand is contending for, Father, for whatever this hand is believing for, Lord, I pray you would encourage them that breakthrough is coming, God. That this is merely a chapter in their life and it's done, Lord. For those, God, that like Pastor Hank, that hold miracles of families in their hands, but what they will contend for, God, I pray you would encourage them this morning. Lord, you are the God of the breakthrough. You are the God of more than enough. Our El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one. Lord, let every person this morning be motivated to wait for you. Not like an angry passenger in an airport, but occupying and serving until you bring forth that miracle. Lord God, so when your miracle comes, you'll find us in faith, in faith. Now just for a moment, let's just sing We Wait on You. And you just lift your hand right where you are, and we're going to dismiss you. Let's just sing this. Let's just sing this. Make this declaration that you're waiting for Him right now, right where you are, right now, right where you are. Hallelujah.